HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Happy New Year, everyone. It's Heritage Radio Network's Eat Your Words, and I'm your host, Kathy Arroway. I'm really excited to ring in the new year with a few familiar guests here at Heritage. Um, we're celebrating the publication of the ebook called I Like Pig, and that book is an anthology of recipes, adventures, tales of culinary, head to tail cooking um, of the festival known as Pig Island, which was founded by Jimmy Carbone, who's also the host of a show here called Beer Sessions. How are you? Hey, Kathy. How are you? So glad you're here on Sunday, not your day. I know. It's to fun be to be here. here to talk about pigs and pig recipes. Well, you've done a lot to further that um, <laughs> field. Um, we're also joined by a chef who has participated in Pig Island every year, um, many other fun community events, too. He's the chef owner of Kuma Inn and... Uminan, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last name, but it is King... Fojanakong. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> You're welcome, Kathy. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, fantastic fan of King's Cooking. Um, would you describe it as Filipino-inspired slash fusion? Yeah, it's like, uh, I guess it's like me, you know, uh, Filipino-Thai, born in New York. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the food. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Manhattan, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. And you're fond of using pork belly and all t- all. Heads and tails, you know, nose to whatever. Yes, yeah, we love yeah. Uh, taking the entire animal, breaking it down, using it for different dishes. So that's really the theme of this wonderful cookbook and the event itself, because all the chefs get a whole pig from a nearby farm, usually Violet Hill or what yeah, was the farms? And yeah. Last year it was mostly from Flying Pigs Farm. Flying Pigs. Each year it's changed. Flying Pigs, we'll probably be using them again mostly next year. They've been real supportive. It's and uh, just one note, uh, just mm-hmm. so people know about the event. Yeah. I mean, one reason it started was that people questioned us. You know, I'd done some other food events, and they said, why can't you do a sustainable meat event? 
And then I thought, the, well, we might as well just buy pigs from local farmers and give them to the chefs, and that's, that's the start of sustainable cooking. And um, guys like King um, and, and Jacques Autier from Palo Santo, I, joining I, us soon. I knew them very well and I had worked with them on other events. So they were some of the first chefs that, that I reached out to. But it's such a great concept because with one whole pig, you can go in so many different directions. You can do so many different things. And these chefs are really creative. And you got, I, I learned so much from going to this festival. Um, King, you know, your, your inspired dishes. What was it, the last one that you guys had? Um, the last one, uh, wow. <laughs> well, in the, in the book you had the, um, okay. what is it, the lumpia? Oh, the lumpia, yeah. We, we take that with the, uh, the leftover uh, meat that we don't use at the event, and we grind that up and make a, uh, spring rolls out of them. Mm-hmm. But at the event, I remember so we did the... Uh, we did the braised. Uh, oh, yeah, we, yes, I remember now. It's coming back. <laughs> the braised. We did uh, pork adobo. So okay. we braised the uh, the shanks and the legs, the shoulders. And with the belly, we roasted the belly uh, lechon style. So with the skin, uh, almost like a like in a Filipino porchetta. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. See, these were such memorable dishes. And um, you have the recipe for King's Lumpia Shanghai, uh, the spring rolls in the in the ebook. So, you know, this is just such a fun community event. Thanks for doing this each year, Jimmy. Um, the, fr- the local farmers really appreciate it. But this cookbook really, I think, brings together the creativity and, and the fun of the whole event. Um, it's an ebook, and it is beautifully photographed, filled with little essays about, you know, why, why this event exists, spotlights on each of the chefs and their interesting work outside of the event, of course, um, and their signature dishes. But um, why, why an ebook, Jimmy? Well, um, there's this guy, Nick Foshold. He was the editor for a long time of Tasting, Tasting Table. Table. And I remember a few years ago, he had, um, he was, he had his own little like, online publishing company he started. He was doing some apps. Oh, okay, He did yeah. the, the, the Italian pantry kitchen app with sarah jenkins Hmm. and so i said oh i'd love to do some kind of an app or something related to pig island to help promote it and to give credit back to the chefs i see and to showcase their recipes so the app evolved into this yeah and he he recommended he said you know just for the 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 cost and for where you're at he said he he suggested doing an e-book and then that's when we talked to rachel uh, we just walked in, Rachel Wharton. Hello. Rachel Wharton, thanks for joining us. <laughs> yes, and it was really uh, the whole the old ebook is really her because you know we, we went through the first three years of of different chefs and their recipes, and she kind of gave the, the the vision to to pick out certain recipes showcasing different parts of the animal, and um, then she just walked in, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, you're the co-writer of this cookbook. Um, how did you? What was okay? So, have you ever made an ebook before? How no, was this? this was my first one. Yeah, and there's two different kinds. You can actually do one that's more static like a pdf that that's that people can only open and view the way you would like a like a digital file right. of a magazine uh-huh. and then there's the version that we did which is that anyone can read on any tablet device mm-hmm. which is i'd never done anything like that before which is which require you know there's it's you know it's like the it's like the 1997 of ebookness i think right now where you can only there's very little design you can work with it's all it's basically your font size a template and color yeah. and you've turned it in as a as a word document it's really interesting it's so we were really lucky to work with a really um great 
graphic designer who was I was able to say, okay, what can you do in what can you do in Microsoft Word? So it was it was fascinating to try and figure out the way to make something legible, um, digestible, mm. just using text. Essentially yeah. just text. And pictures are the same way. You know, like in a book or on a website, text can wrap around photos. This is super not need to talk about the food. Right. So, but, but so with with an ebook that's supposed to be readable on any device, you basically can just plunk a picture in there and it's gonna and depending on the way you have your if you have your iPhone up or you have your iPhone on its side, the picture looks good in one way but not the other if it's a standard photo. So we finally realized that there's a place that had been had figured out how to make a picture look good in Response. that format all along, which was Instagram. So we made the picture squares for that mm. particular for that purpose. And then I, I think it looks. I was really proud about how it came out. It a looks lot, yeah. great. I never mm. knew that. I mean, it looks like it's a totally you know it's meant to be that exactly the way you guys put it together. <laughs> um, I, it is really interesting though that we're sort of in like the early pioneering. 1997, as you said, yeah. you know, days of figuring out how to make ebooks. I remember, think, I remember yeah. the first time I learned how to do HTML. I remember when I got text wrapped around a picture of a fish, and I was like so psyched. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, yes, I did it. Which I can't do that. I mean, now it's like way over my head. I mean, with food publishing, this does make a huge difference. Like you want you want text to to correspond with images in a way that makes sense and, and adds to the experience and the sensual richness of, of the tales of food that you're telling. Well, we also had a, we had a, we had a really great photographer who is covering the, uh, who is John a, he's covering the real news right now, so he can't be here. So I, did, I was like, oh, you're going to do these amazing pictures and then they're going to look like crap on somebody's, somebody's iPad mini. So we really wanted to try and make them look as good as we possibly could. And I do, like, now that I've done one, I was like, mm. oh my god, I I should just do them all the time. I should do an ebook of my trip to LA. I yeah. should do an ebook of you know my six favorite pasta dishes. Yeah, it's we should really, all make a little ebook yeah. album of our vacation. I know we could just get, it's like a big crafting project. Everybody gets together and has to produce an ebook by the end of the night. It's so cool, you know, <laughs> figuring things out as as the technology goes on, and and you know with how sophisticated we've gotten in digital, you know, blogs and uh, like as you said, Instagram, and it's really surprising to me that ebooks haven't. Uh, taken on in in the way that like I'm really surprised that there's no not more books even cookbooks that start out as an ebook or like they have a lot of advantages it's like even you, or even ebook versions of cookbooks still look they basically just take the file yeah. And you can flip through it. Yeah, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't look that. It doesn't look that great. Mm. And it doesn't. Well, it's not that user friendly. Well, as Jimmy was saying before, an ebook is really forever. It doesn't go out of print. Um, right. It. We could know, always up. It doesn't do get three. It doesn't get <laughs> splattered with sauce or get you know destroyed. I don't know. Have you have, have like? The, I feel like the cover of my. The, the face of my iPhone and my iPads are actually always That's splattered. You guys probably the same way, right? But the book, the uh, e-book itself is okay. Your phone yeah. might not be okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so Jimmy, um, was this an exciting you know, new project for you? No, it um, really was. And I think that you know, Ra- Rachel and John really took it. Like she said, they, they went. it wasn't just you know, the text and some photos. They really spent a lot of time on it. And it took, it took a lot longer than, than I, I thought. But for the better. I mean, it really, by the time it was done, 
it was ready to be. You know, it wasn't like we had anything done. Like last mm-hmm. summer, we went and did some special uh, photo essays. We, we went to Jonathan White's Bobbling Farm, and uh, we went to um, San Barbieri, a competitive barbecue. We, we did that. With Patty uh, Jackson, uh, made a, a Kodakino, and the last one was at the East Village Meat Market, a, a butchering demo. So, like, that was something with the ebook we really were able to, to grow with. And I can see in the future doing a lot more photo essay type things in the ebook format. Yeah, those are, those are hard to get right, though. For exactly because you can only do you can you can either do one photo at a time and text underneath it still in this in this day and age or I expect it all to change soon you know yeah it seems really fun because this is such a community effort too I mean it's an anthology of recipes from all these chefs like King um Rachel there's a recipe by you there's a recipe by me there Mm -hmm. is there there's great chefs don't get me wrong um you know how many chefs Jimmy I think it was about 25 recipes. recipes. Although some of, you, you had a couple of recipes, Jimmy. Rachel, how difficult was it to work with 20-some chefs to put this all together? Um, well, it's, it's, it's all, I've done a couple of You've cookbook with, projects yeah. like that before, and you're just hounding people. And it's also, the actually, the hardest part is, cookbook. yeah, that was 100 of them. Yeah. Um, you're just trying to get, well, you need diversity of recipes, Mm-hmm. And everyone gives you a different format. And so it's, I mean, that's just the, it's, it's actually really fun because you never know what you're going to get from someone, but it's hard to manage. You want some, the end product to, to not be re- repetitive. Who was the worst to work with? The worst to work with? <laughs> Besides me. me. <laughs> no, no. My mom says, you're her, you're, you're, Jimmy, you're the favorite recipes. She's already made like wow. three of them. Nice. Um, let's see. No, you can't ask that. Who's the worst to work with? But you know, um, my recipes are, are more like, because I know you took these recipes and adapted them for home cooking. And that's kind of how, how I cook to begin yeah. with. So my recipes are things that I, I would cook at home as well as a restaurant. Well, it's hard to, I mean, some of them, it's actually still, you can get very good quality pork, but it's hard to get any cut of good quality right. pork. It's actually still hard to get a head or a Tails. trotter. You, you have, have to do some leg work. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. It's probably easier if you're a chef. King, um, how was it, like, did this affect your decision of the recipe that you entered in the cookbook? Um, I know you had the Christie Spring Rolls, which sounds very home cook friendly. Um, it's not the it's not the head. I think I even even requested that. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, because I think the uh, the other parts were already taken. Well, also <laughs> because ground ground pork, because you know, I, mean, I think we were, when we started, remember that op ed in the Times about how ground beef is what sh- everyone should be eating because you. Jimmy, I'm sure, remembers this more than oh, I yeah. do. So I think right when we, I was like, we need a recipe for ground pork since mm-hmm. that'll be like the cheapest well, that's, that's thing. That's what Patrick, Patrick Martin's always yeah. says. He says a ground, ground meat will save the world. Yeah, so that was like, and also just because I, I like lumpia. <laughs> well, how did you ground, I'm curious now, because you had a whole pig. Uh, how do you ground the pork without some industrial device? Did you do that, King? Did you put it through yes a, uh yeah my friend has a um, a butcher shop nearby mm. so we just oh. uh I brought, which one brought so the just, leftover cuts i see okay. that's a really in, smart in way to use all the pieces and oh i need a cuts. good chinatown butcher shop yeah. connect could you just like mince it though take a cleaver and and just kind of like go back and forth for that specific dish uh you could but you'd have to re- make it really fine ah yeah, okay it's, it's gonna come out a little chewy if it's uh get a workout like, here uh, yeah um, favorite recipe from Pig Island? Me? Yeah. Um, well, 
there were a couple that were I was like very proud when I I mean making head cheese was really well, I'd never done that before cooking a whole head multiple times head cheese, was really that's cool. a valuable recipe to have and everyone I really makes like it yours. actually Jimmy just had Jimmy just handed me a recipe but I actually really liked it I've made it a couple times Mine? yes well and oh. I, I you you guys I can't remember you probably used belly or loin I think uh, at the competition shoulder shoulder and we had had a, so many recipes so I I applied your what you did to um, country style ribs, which I always had. You always found a ton of them in North Carolina. Oh, and it cool. was they were it was really it worked really well. So that would be me and Noah Berlin's yes. country style ribs char siu on buns. Uh, that was a fun. <laughs> you know, I really like that recipe. And, it takes me back. And um, like s- the Slow Food USA blog, they have a weekly series called uh, Nose to Tailgating, mm-hmm. and uh, they they posted that last month really so your recipe is on there but i love oh, yeah, that recipe rich because you, you adapted it so at at the first pig island kathy you and noah made more like um like pork buns type we, thing we made chinese steam buns and i remember we made them at the event on governor's island and we needed something warm to rise the yeast dough in because we didn't actually make the buns beforehand <laughs> and we ended up plopping them on somebody's like this big uh i guess like cambrio cramp whatever it's called of dough to rise it on somebody's warming barbecue uh area and it actually worked and how many did you make it was amazing we we did a lot and just looking at each of these recipes really takes me back to the just the event itself and how colorful and diverse it was we have another chef who just joined us um, but we're going to cut to a quick little commercial intro, and we'll be right back chatting more with with everyone from P- the E Pig. Bah, the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast regional forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com.
All right, we're back chatting more about the I Like Pig ebook. It was written by Jimmy Carbone and Rachel Wharton, and with many recipes contributed by chefs such as King Funam. Fojana Khan. Fojana Khan. <laughs> and we have another chef joining us. It's Jacques Gautier from Palo Santo and Taco Santo. Wait, is that how it's called? Yeah, Taco Santo okay, and Palo cool. Santo. Yeah. All right, thanks for joining. Thank you. Um, so, uh, as you know, this. This Pig Island is an annual event. It's coming up in September again in Brooklyn. Watch out for um, tickets much later on, I guess. Much later on. But in the meantime, uh, we're having a little celebration of the ebook at the end of this month at Jimmy's number 43 bar. It's going to be a cook off. It was Kathy's idea. She said to ask amateurs to uh, cook some of the recipes from the book. So you can contact us, foodkarma at gmail.com, if you'd like to enter. It's the last Sunday. Of January, and you don't have to use a whole pig. Although it would be fun if you wanted to. But Wait, can they can they get creative? Do they have to do one from the book? No, but it could be just inspired, similar to how the chefs are given a whole pig and just inspired to do something with oh, it. Yeah, I'm actually curious. So you could like, do sides too. That sort of thing. But the thing is, just go to ilikepig.com, download the book, and uh, if you get inspired by a recipe, email us foodkarma at gmail.com. You can put your you spin be, on a recipe. You know, cook off Kathy Irway Pig Island cook off at Jimmy's number forty three. It should be fun. Anything goes as long as there's a little pig in there. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I like too. But one, one thing I want to say about about Jacques and Palo Santo, you know, talking about how some of these events started. Um, I saw Jacques at so many events over the years, just food events and, and, and edible market. events and green markets. And he was always doing like using the masa and, and making the tortillas on the spot, which kind of was like, you're like, that's what you should do at events. So he's kind of been the ultimate event chef in my spectacle. book. It's definitely yeah. It definitely catches uh, the attention of those walking around and smells great, too. You know, it was actually an idea um, that was presented to me by... Uh, the Edible Magazine uh, uh, events. It was the first time we did that, I think, was at the first Good Spirits, and that was in, at the Bell House. And their idea was, why don't you just, uh, you know, put on, put on more of a show, put on a cooking demonstration. So you're not just handing out taste, but you're actually showing people how you made them. Mm. Was them, Sam, the was idea. the original Sam still the... Event no, director? No, I think it was it was Rachel. Rachel, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, she was. She's because she, uh, she had some really. She did some really cool stuff. Rachel, including her own restaurant and brief jerky line. That's right. <laughs> um, so I think that you know the amateur uh, competition inspired by Pig Island makes a lot of sense because like chefs have been begun using more head to nose or what, what is it called head to tail <laughs> all parts of an animal cooking. I think home chefs have really adopted that a little bit more too. To just to the extent that you see people using pork belly, which didn't really exist in home oh, kitchens man, before. Now, I was just and pork belly is now actually no longer a cheap cut. No, that's I remember. You go back I, and read old like newspaper articles from not even ten years ago, and be like, "You should use pork belly." Like, I remember cut, going, and, and it's no. it's an ethnic cut. There's so many different cultures, so many different directions you could go with it. It's so fun, but um, I remember going to a butcher shop just like five or six years ago and asking for fresh pork belly, and they were like, "You mean bacon?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no." no. <laughs> That's what I. But what I'm actually curious: what the new cheap cut? Like, what should I actually be buying? Country style ribs, maybe. I don't know. Let's ask these chefs. No, right? King or Jacques? Because pork belly isn't anymore, is it? I'm gonna go with brains. Brains. Tongue. I don't know. Cheeks. Eyeballs. Wait, a pig tongue. (laughs) That's it. Even the cheeks and ears have been going up. Yeah, cheeks are good. But they're like, I mean, I. I I would say what King did. Is great. King did with the lumpia. I would just say you're gonna get. If anything, you're gonna get like a smorgasbord. 
different parts ground. What you about know? guanciale? That's a cheek, right? Yeah. Okay. I made a cheek. I made a cheek for the cookbook. And I had to work with a whole jowl and cut it down, which was like way above my skill set. But I, I like muddled my way through it. Yeah, I think that people are discovering more and more. Uh, you that was know, the, pork, the pork cheeks with peaches. Yeah, right? so I had to start with the whole. And those are the, da- the Danish chefs, right? Was the, we no, a, I think that was the piggery. Oh, the piggery? I'm, still, I'm actually really curious yeah. about how you guys plan for the event. So you get yes. the pig. Like, how do you do that? You already know what you're going to do. You've done these things. You guys are like old hat. At I know. They, they're, they're veterans. I think these are like the most veteran food event Like <laughs> the ones where you actually have to do things. Like, so you get the pig like three days or four days in advance? Yeah, something like that. What did you do last year? This year, uh, last year. uh, Well, the most recent one, John. Yeah, usually like the Wednesday, the chefs pick up the pigs and the events on Saturday. But do 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 you always make the pig's head tacos? What we've done is um, broken down the pig. That's that's one day's work. The next day, put it in the oven, and then when I show up the next morning early, take it from the oven straight to a cooler, and then transport it hot right to the event, and then fire up the grill and put it on the grill so it's already cooked and it's just finished then on the grill yeah i remember uh the first time when i did it the challenging part was uh getting to governor's island and i thought oh yeah we could get there like you know maybe f- early in the morning five in the morning start roasting off pig and mm-hmm. oh no you're not allowed on the island till <laughs> eight nine a.m i'm like wait it opens at 11 so it was it was quite a challenge, and I remember I had like six pigs one year. How did six you do pigs. it? You and you roasted them right that morning. No, no, no. I, I I did them at the restaurant, like what Jack was Jack yeah. was talking about. That you have to kind of uh, pre cook them ahead and uh, and figure out how you could finish it at the event. So that's what we wound up doing. We wound up boning them out, uh, roasting them, and uh, so we roasted all the pork bellies. And then when we got to the event, we fired up the grills and then finished them on the grill chopped them up, served them with garlic rice, and we made a sauce out oh. of the liver and the heart and uh, used that for one of the dishes one year. Oh, that sounds awesome. I missed that. Whole pig roast, is is that familiar to your background in Filipino cuisine? Kim? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's a huge, uh, huge thing. all-time number one party favorite food <laughs> is, uh, is the whole roasted pig and, and lumpia, the uh, spring rolls. You go to any mm. type of uh, celebration and... Uh, yeah, you got to have a whole pig there. Got to uh, have it. Do you, how do you normally do it? Do you dig a pit, or is it under leaves? It's, or? No, it's above ground. Usually, it's above ground, uh, hot coals on the bottom, uh-huh. and uh, so you just uh, have kind of a spit there, and then uh, you have a spit with a pig on it, and just kind of uh, oh, the spit, turn right. it, and uh, you just roast roast it. A lot of times, it's by hand, you know, back uh-huh. in the country because you're doing it outdoors. So uh, you hire a couple of guys who you'll tell you'll feed later and just keep turning and turning it for between four to six hours, depending how big it is. Is that what you do here? Do you have the rotisserie? No, no. Here I don't have the rotisserie. Here, well, we, we do kind of have a rotisserie, but it's, uh, it's like a standing oven. Oh. It's like a vertical roaster. Um, yeah. And then the nice thing about having the the roasted pig in the Philippines, after the celebration, uh, nothing gets to waste. Uh, At the end of the evening, when you have bones and leftover parts, uh, you chop that all up and throw it in a big pot, add some uh, soy sauce, vinegar, sugar, and garlic, and that becomes another dish. And that comes for the, the stragglers later on who missed the early party. Or you have that the next morning to cure your hangover. Oh, what is that yeah. called? A stock or something? That's or? called, uh, now it escapes my mind, but um, uh, I'll, I'll come we back to, to you. Okay, I want, we should <laughs> do all this at the next year's Pig Island. You, you know when uh, Kings <laughs> talks about food, he starts smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, that smile. So, so Jacques, um, this is, you know, tacos. It, it, that is famous for using so many different parts of so many different animals. Um, 
What are some traditions uh, for using like a whole pig in Latin cuisine? There was um, one of my uh, sous chefs. Uh, he went back to uh, Mexico for uh, a holiday and came back with this video where there was this butcher. He went from a you know whole pig to all these different dishes in like you know in a couple hours and he you know shot this all on on video and he just used every single part and it was like you know so methodical it's like okay the head comes off the head goes in this pot that that gets started cooking uh the skin comes off that goes into the fryer to make chicharron uh every Mm. single part had its had its place and then you know basically uh he was you know started early in the morning and he's setting up his market stand where he's going to sell all these different types of you know uh, dishes made with pig and every single part had its place. And then by like noon when, or whenever, when, you know, lunch, lunch rush hits, he's got these clay pots and each clay pot has, you know, its dish in it. Wow. That sounds awesome. like a crazy yeah. delicious jigsaw game. And each one has oh, different yeah. spicing <laughs> or is done and treated in a different way. Yeah. Except for carnitas, yeah. I guess, which is like you can pick by the piece with carnitas sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> carnitas, like, you know, just kind of slow fried, uh, and yeah, everything you know. There's uh, different types of moles. That that's in Mexico. Sauces. Then in yeah. you know in the Caribbean, uh, I think you'd be you'd more you'd more likely see the whole pig cooked, like in the cajachino or right. in like, you know one of, or just on a fire spit roasted the whole thing. Cool. They do a cajachino and all all of it. That's like a Cuban, Cuban thing, right? Yeah, that's a yeah. The big thing in Cuba is that the cajachino. Yeah. Um, what do you do with a snout? Any suggestions? <laughs> Is that a thing? Does anyone yeah. do? We, we, no? make, we make a dish at the uh, the restaurant. It's called a sisig, and that's the uh, snout, the cheeks, and the ears. Really? Chop wow. it all up. Bra- well, we braise it first, then chop it all up, and then you uh, you pan fry it. But at the restaurant, what we do is we, we do pan fry it with uh, chilies and garlic. And uh, usually it's served traditionally in the Philippines like in a sizzling platter. Uh-huh. Wow. It's a bar snack. Uh, but at the restaurant, we do it in uh, tacos. Mm, so it's like chopped up, nice little morsels. Yeah, crispy. In cool. The taco. And and I, I remember the name of the dish now. That well, the whole pig is called lechon, mm-hmm. and then uh, when you uh, chop it up and braise it for the leftovers, that's called paksu. Paksu. Are you breaking down? Are you getting? A, do you have to like buy a like a ten pound bag of snouts or? <laughs> yeah, we, we have to buy extra. Right, we don't we don't get enough from the one pig, so yeah. we usually buy extra, <laughs> and that's why I know the prices are going up for the, the snouts and for the everything. ears. You're right. Uh, it is I mean, brains. It's your fault. And then brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May I ask uh, Jack a quick quick question? Yeah. So Jack, one of my favorite dishes from Pig Island is is your pig head taco. How do you how do you make the pig head? And, and oh, yeah. just walk me through that recipe because it's pretty so, awesome. Yeah, we we uh, get the whole pig, uh, the um, the head. Uh, actually, that's a uh, uh, funny thing to, to, that you mentioned that because we you know we get our whole pigs every week from uh, Heritage. Is and that called cabeza? They, Sorry, yeah, they're, they're yes. cabeza. Okay. And we actually get our pigs are special. They have two heads each pig, and so uh, what? the, the head, <laughs> because we use we use so much of it. You know, that's like one of those things that's always on the special board is the cabeza tacos. So the head gets uh, cooked down. And in um, beer, and just start mm. with water because you'll end up with stock. Uh, the head. Jimmy's beer. liking this recipe already. <laughs> <laughs> I've, it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Avocado leaves, some spices, uh, a couple other things, ah, mirepoix, the- and just let it simmer uh, for at, at least a few hours, maybe you know, four hours, five hours overnight is okay as long as it's on a, a low enough heat. 
and then uh, it comes out, it gets cooled down, the bones come out, it gets cooled down, and it makes sort of like a um, you know, pig head terrine or like a head cheese, but then it gets chopped up and fried. Ooh, then in, the in its own fat. Yeah, it, it kind of has enough fat. You can put it in a dry yeah. pan and it the renders. collagen its own, its own stuff. Fat, yeah. How many? You know? Okay, so like yeah. you, you're doing two heads a week? Between the two restaurants, yeah, we do like a, a head uh, a head a week at each restaurant for uh, specials. We use more at the taqueria uh, usually. You know, it's like yeah, a head or two of the taqueria one. That was so you guys because that, that pig head, the pig head that I ended up was gigantic. I had to like buy a new pot because <laughs> they're not they're not tiny. Those pig heads. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Each head is like a couple hundred tacos. Yes, <laughs> yes. These are truly pros at mm-hmm. at, at p- head to tail eating and cooking. Um, Wow, thank you so much for sharing some of these secrets in the Pig Island ebook. I like thank pig. You. We all like pig. Um, I guess that's about all the time we have, but definitely check out ilikepig.com. Rachel, did you have something else? Oh, no, she's like, oh, that's it. It's so, I know, it's gone I know. so fast. It's so fun. It's so f- but anyway, check it out again this September. Um, I just want to give it a few, because yeah. really this whole event's been about, besides the farmers, the chefs, and, you know, besides Kathy Irway, Rachel Wharton, you know, Jacques Altier, and, and King Fajanagong, some other chefs, include Doug Howes, uh, you know, Heather, Heather Carlucci, Joe, Joe Dobias from Joe Doe's, the guys from Ovelia, you know, uh, Michael from Butter. You know, there's some chefs that have done it uh, almost every year. So there's a lot of great people that have George been part of this. George from Egg. George, George Weld and Evan, you know. So I just want to say thanks for having us on the show. Thank you so much for joining, and thanks for having this wonderful community event. I hope to see many more uh, exciting years. So thanks, everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week on Eat Your Words. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.